Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. Thanks for being with me. We are in a series about Dave Zoll's book, Low Anthropology, and I would encourage you to go back and see the, the previous episode. This is the second. Um, you, you'll get something out of this if you just watch this, but uh, I think you'll get more out of it if you go back and see the other one first. Um, but uh, to talk about low anthropology, we're going to talk about three pillars, uh, and, and those pillars are limitation, doubleness, and self-centeredness. And today I want to talk with you a little bit about this idea of limitation, that we ourselves are limited. Dave Zoll writes this. He says, limitation means that we are bound by time and biology and history and all sorts of other factors that shape our behavior. Now, we really hate the idea of being limited. Um, I think of some of the advertisements that I've seen on on Facebook for uh, little life hacks, you know, and some of these, they, they work, they can be helpful, but the idea is that if you do this, this one thing, then all of a sudden you're going to be skinny, good looking, and your schedule is always going to work perfectly. Um, I, I see so many advertisements that say, you know, one little trick and it's going to, you know, make all your belly fat melt away. And, and it's just, it's supposed to be so simple. Uh, or a secret supplement that is going to open your mind so all of a sudden you can recognize and understand all kinds of things. It's, it's, almost, like, it's almost like alchemy, you know, where people used to try to turn lead into gold. Uh, and if you could do that, then all of a sudden, you know, you'd have all of your problems solved. But the reality is that there isn't one simple trick and there, there are no real life hacks that fix everything in our lives. Uh, that is a that's an idea that comes from high anthropology that we can fix everything, do everything, be everything. So accepting our limitations, even though this sounds like something we might not want to do, it, it's actually very helpful and it has a wonderful effect on us. As as Zoll says, it frees us. And what does it free us to? It frees us to have compassion on ourselves and on others, because we're all in the same boat. We're people who have different strengths and weaknesses. And as we recognize that we're all in the same boat and we're all people with different strengths and weaknesses and different limitations, we begin to see how much we need each other because we do have different strengths and different weaknesses and we are able to be a blessing to each other. Some time ago, I, I wrote a poem uh, that started out saying, I wish I knew the names of all the flowers and all the trees. Uh, high anthropology implies that you should be able to know everything, that you should be able to, to do everything. But it's just, not, it's just not possible. You know, when I was a kid, my parents bought a set of encyclopedias. And, you know, this was supposed to be like all the knowledge in the world, and, and it fit on two shelves. Well, compared compare the encyclopedia to Google and all of the things that you can find on the, in the internet. You know, it, the amount of knowledge that's out there, it's really not achievable. It never really was. And different people, they, they know different things. They excel in different areas. And I think this is part of God's design 
so that we can mutually help and bless one another. So there are people who are doctors who know a whole bunch about how our bodies work. There are people who are teachers who know how to help us to understand and how to learn. There are electricians. There are mechanics. And all of these people can be blessings to one another and to us in, in different ways. I can tell you that in my life, I have been richly blessed by people who know way more about carpentry, plumbing, uh, and, and electrical than I do. You know, I, I, I get into some of these things and the next thing I know, I'm in big trouble. And I thank God for people who have some different skills and different abilities. But there's also part of me that wishes that I could do it. And there's even a little part of me that thinks I ought to be able to. And that's that high anthropology. And in low anthropology, I'm able to rejoice in the gifts that God has given to other people. So embracing low anthropology, it, what it really does is it helps us to, to live in humility with each other. You know, there's a certain peace in being the person that God created you to be. And, and I don't want you to get the idea that I'm saying that this is an excuse for laziness. I'm not saying that at all. You know, we don't just sit back and say, well, I don't have that gift. I can't do this or, you know, no, we, but we rejoice in the gifts that we have and we rejoice in the gifts of others and we, we share them with each other. You know, God has blessed us. He's blessed you and those blessings can be used to bless others. And that realization that God has given me certain gifts and that he has given gifts to others, it's really a great blessing. You know, high anthropology would lead us to be discontented with the gifts that we have. Sometimes I get really frustrated when I can't fix things in my home, things that I know that my dad taught me how to fix and it just doesn't work for me. And this high anthropology would lead me to think that I'm less because I can't. And then that leads us to not using the gifts that we actually have to the best of those abilities. Because we're always obsessed with, with what we can't do or what we don't do as well as others. And you see, this is, this is part of the trick of, of high anthropology. It, it, it is a comparison game. And somebody is constantly better. And, and if somebody's better, then we're less or worse. Um, I, I wear a, a, a Garmin watch for running. And uh, Garmin has a, a, a tagline, beat yesterday. And I get that that's meant to be motivational, to, to push me to run faster, to do more, and all of those things. But what if my run pace is good enough to accomplish what I need it to do? And why not be satisfied with that, working toward better health? In social media, it makes this comparison game thing even worse. It, it, encourages, uh, it encourages something that maybe we could call virtue signaling, even though that's kind of a loaded term. Um, virtue signaling is when we point to ourselves to show something good, something virtuous about ourselves. So, you know, Look at my run. Look at my perfect dinner. Look at my enlightened behavior. Look at my whatever I want to look good at. 
And what's particularly insidious about this is that there could be rejoicing with that person that has those gifts. Um, in the right spirit, we can look at those as, as things that, that are good and wonderful about that person and what they're experiencing in their life. However, sometimes those things are posted because of something that's lacking in the person. And sometimes the way that they're received is seen as, as something that's lacking in, in the, the person who receives it. And, it. and it leads to the cycle of envy because there's never enough. And that, that's an important insight when we start talking about high anthropology. Um, we realize that uh, uh, it cuts both ways. It's not just about the person who's doing it that has a high anthropology. The person who's receiving something also has a high anthropology, and it impacts the way that we relate to each other. Uh, and it becomes this competitive, envious relationship. So low anthropology, it, it actually um, allows us to realize we don't have it all together, that we've not arrived, that we're in the middle of our story. And as human beings, we know how our story ends. And the ultimate limitation is that we die. And then all these things that we're so obsessed about, where do they go? What happens with them? Low anthropology encourages us to embrace our limits. And when we do, we recognize that we do need others. It, we can share our gifts. We can walk together. Um, in Genesis, when God creates man, one of the first things that he says about that is, it's not good for the man to be alone. We, we, we are not intended to go through this world alone. We're intended to live in relationship with each other. We need friends. We need family. As Christians, we need a congregation where we can use our gifts to mutually benefit one another and to be a blessing in the kingdom at large. And I think this is one of the things that's important about youth groups too, where you can get to know other people, but you can also rejoice in each other's gifts and build one another up. We all need community. And low anthropology, it fosters that because we no longer have to compete with each other. We can build one another up. We need, as people, to give and to receive. We're limited, but when we know that, we can see that we have a role to play in our vocations, in our relationships. And sometimes the role is in giving, and sometimes it's in receiving. And both are blessed. As I was thinking this through, I thought of the passage in Micah chapter 6, verse 8 where it says, he, he has showed you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love faithfulness, or sometimes it's to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And when we walk humbly with God, that enables us to walk humbly with each other. So I really want to encourage you to uh, foster a low anthropology so that you can have compassion on yourself and on others, walk humbly with each other. If, if you're interested in what we're talking about, I do highly encourage you to get the book. Um, it's, it's a very good book. It's, a, it's very accessible. Dave Zoll is, is just wonderful. I've, I've really enjoyed everything that I've read by him. And uh, um, 
please like this, share it, help other people to find it. And uh, in the meantime, let's walk humbly with God and with one another. And God's peace be with you. Mm-hmm.